Really, really exciting topic tonight. And 
uh, yeah, without further ado, let's raise your hand. A little too much echo, 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 echo. Your chance. Krishna, 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 Krishna. What about now? Try, try it out. How's this? This, this, this. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You got to keep them on their toes. You know what I mean? So. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for that wonderful cure time. That was a wonderful. Wasn't that great? Everybody give themselves a big hand. I can see Lord uh, Sri Adwaita has joined us. He's showing his beautiful face. Thank you, Jesse. Wow, this is exciting. Every time we come to Krishna Cove, <clears throat> Another another step closer to seeing all of Panchatapa. That's that's really good. So As you can see, I'm prepared not. We just had, uh, we just got back this weekend from this really marvelous trip to Flagstaff. It was just wonderful. And I don't mean seeing the sights, I mean the service we got to do up there. Sean Gopal, Sean Gopal here, yeah. Sean Gopal hooked us up with uh, Yoga Revolution in Flagstaff, Arizona. Really upbeat group of folks. Really, really good. We had about 30 people come to wow. our uh, satsanga. Wow. We had a two-hour yoga workshop on, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, to see yourself to is yourself. to love yourself. <clears throat> and I don't mean looking in the mirror. At least that doesn't work for me. When I look in the mirror, I go, <laughs> you again. <laughs> I mean, you get past a point in, in age, you know, and you realize it's not going to look any better. You know, old age is here. You, you know, we're going, <laughs> it's like uh, on your way to Flagstaff, you're going up, up, up. You pass these mile st uh, sticks that say 2,000 feet. And then you go 3,000 feet, 4,000 feet, 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet, 7,000 feet. Here we are. It's like the city in the sky, you know. And then on the way back down, it's the reverse. You're going down. And uh, 
my health hadn't been so good. So I was thinking, you know, here it's this, this old age is like going downhill, you know, you see. 6,000, 5,000. <laughs> Birth, you go up, and then you get to this point where you go back down. So, all right. What are we talking about here? Harmony. How important is harmony? Think about it. Not just in music. Uh, a lot of us in this material world, we've kind of lost track of the value of harmony. And I'll explain that. It's just, it's a natural occurrence. Uh, harmony is something uh, that means you have all these different parts and they're working together. In harmony, they're working together. When, you're, when the parts of your car are working together, then your car is running good. It's like a sweet hum. It's nice. You see when the orchestra is playing together, it's very nice. Uh, what happens to your car when all of a sudden one of the parts in your uh, automobile engine decides, I don't want to do this anymore. One of the valves decides, I don't like being a valve. Why do I have to be a valve? <laughs> Why, I could be. So what happens? There's nothing wrong when the valve decides he doesn't want to be a valve anymore. But you have to take your car to the mechanic, <clears throat> and he takes that old valve out, and he puts in a new harmonious valve, one that works in harmony with the rest of the engine, isn't it? Like, And the, the other valve... It's now it's kind of defective because it doesn't want to be a valve. So it doesn't work in the engine. If you left it in the engine, it disrupts the whole atmosphere in the engine, right? <clears throat> so uh, if we take love and you add trust, you get harmony. And this is the environment of Vaikuntha, Vaikuntha, the spiritual sky, the spiritual world. Uh, from us down here looking up, it's almost like pretend, you make believe. And a lot of people feel that, well, nobody knows for sure. It's just everybody's talking about the great place, you see. Well, there's a place better than this. And if you're a good boy, you get to go there. If you behave the way we tell you to, then you get the reward. You get to go to the good place. So uh, if you ask a lot of questions when people are talking about the good place, I always like to add or ask them, what do I get when I go to the good place? whatever your interpretation of the good place is what are the different what are the different interpretations of what is the good place anybody heaven. huh heaven 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 is the good place it's the reward right <clears throat> what do you get when you get there 
spiritual powers. Such as? You get to move mountains and fly. You get to fly. I've never heard that. Are you making this up? I no? <laughs> what is this? Is this Jewish heaven? This is, this I, is. You know, I come from Jewish background too. I never heard of this. Mm. <laughs> Oi, let's go to heaven so we can fly. What with the flying and everything? <laughs> huh? Some people think it's sitting on a cloud and playing a harp. Mm -hmm. that's that's a reward I guess uh, so what is it what what do you get yeah Christine um, infinite time with God. huh infinite time with God, infinite time with God. very rarely do people tell me that but that's true so then what I like to ask is what are you and God gonna do Yeah. yeah. I've never heard anybody, <clears throat> and I've asked a lot of lifetime heavy religious people, never heard, had anybody say that. But that's, that's our view of it. That's what we want. We want to be with God. Why? Huh? We can be in harmony with it. Now, What's the advantage of being in harmony with God? Why can't why can't God be God and let me be me? Then you have no rhythm. Huh? Then you have no rhythm. You have no rhythm, right? So in the kingdom of God, no matter what you call it or how you perceive it, there is a harmony. Now, what is the nature? How do you be in harmony? What does it mean to be in harmony with God? What does that actually mean? Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But how does that manifest? What does that mean between the between you and all the other innumerable residents that are there? Huh? Yeah. It means yeah. Loving service. Loving service. Yeah. Connection. And connection. What I'm looking for is, yeah, Elijah. And trust. And trust, yeah. You have love and you have trust. <clears throat> and you know what? In that environment, God is the center of that, right? God's the center. And because I see God as the center and you see God as the center, we all have one center. And our loving devotion is aimed at God. But what does that do for us? Does that mean we don't get any love and devotion? I gotta go without so God gets it all? Doesn't sound fair, does it? Why, who wants a God like that? Is that what we're saying? That for me to be in harmony, I don't get any Huh? Anybody? It's a, it's a selfless love. Huh? It's a, it's, a selfless it's, a, it's a selfless love. It's called unconditional love. My dear Lord, I love you with no strings attached. That doesn't mean that you're just doing the loving and God is doing all the catching of the love. 
No, his love is much, much stronger than yours because he is the supreme lover. He's always loving you far much more than you could love him because he can do everything better than you. So there is this, in the kingdom of God, <clears throat> the spiritual world, there is this unity uh, and harmony, everyone working together. Now this is difficult for us to understand because in this world that we find ourselves in, there isn't a lot of that. There really isn't. No matter <clears throat> how much we <clears throat> theoretically want to have it, we just don't have much of it. Yeah, not much working together. Huh? Not much working together. Right. Except you find little segments of people that work together. Against other people. Against other segments. And we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. And if you get inside that other group, they're thinking they're the good guys and you're the bad guys. You see, so, and I think, well, I'm in harmony with my group. So that's, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like the thinking, immature, immature thinking, like the thinking of a child, you see. Why, in our group, we're good. And in their group, they're bad. And this has been going on since time immemorial. Always. Get enough uh, critical mass of people thinking that Ken's a bad guy, and guess what? He becomes a bad guy. You'll have people that have never met him well, that'll be swearing. <laughs> what, is Ken a bad guy? Haven't you heard? You let me tell you what I've been told by somebody who heard from somebody else that said to them that Ken is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see. So this is kind of the nature of those of us who have uh, come to this material world because we wanted to escape the harmony that was going on in the material world. You see, it just didn't fit us. And we have free will. It's not that you're bad, you're mean, or you need to be punished. So many people uh, have a, a concept of God as being a supreme punisher. He just, he's always punishing. He's always, he's always kind of pissed off, isn't he? You know, doing this, turning you into that, and so, um, but it's not like that. In the spiritual world, if you decide, I don't want to be in this harmony. Uh, I don't want to be part of this anymore. That's okay. You can go to a place, the material world, where you can be all you can be. I mean, the hell with this harmony stuff. I can do my own thing. I don't have to march to the beat of all those drummers. I'll march to the beat of my own drum. I can be my own thing. And you'll notice that as you talk with people, uh, this is very, very common in our world, isn't it? Don't you tell me what to do. I'm my own man, you see. I have free will. 
and nobody tells me what to do. It's like this guy in Georgia one time, many years ago, he was telling me, boy, I don't bow down to nobody. There's some people paying obeisances to me and he was telling me that. I don't bow. I said, you don't have to do, do it. Do what you want. That's what this place is for. This material world is for those who want to do what they want to do. You want to write your own rules. You want to write your own tune. And then you want recognition for it. Look at me. I'm different. I'm unique. We struggle so hard for uniquity in this material world. You see? There is a natural uniquity that the soul has. Every living entity has their own uniquity for the pleasure of Krishna. Why, you have a certain personality. You have a certain personality. Everybody makes a different, unique contribution to God's ecstasy. You see? You exist to enhance his ecstasy. And that gives you great ecstasy. That's harmony. Love and trust equals harmony. That creates the environment uh, of Vaikuntha, of the spiritual world. The Vaikuntha world is much bigger than the material world. It's just like, um, well, before I go on, are there any questions or comments at this point? Anything? I don't want to take us too far off track because I'm really enjoying. <coughs> I won't let you. Okay, you, you you're in you're in, a, you're in control of the situation. Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. Um, why? Okay, that's enough. That's far enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in control, huh? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Go, go ahead. I just, I just had, it's, once in a while, it's just Come good on. to be the guru, you know what I mean? No, go ahead. But speed it up a little bit. Okay, real quick. Can you just, I think it's, I'm getting the free will kind of answer to my own question, but why, if there was this harmony, in the previous life, why on earth would we leave? Why? What? What? Why? Because you have free will. The reason why you have free will is to make love real. If uh, if I held a shotgun on you and told you, you, I want you to love me. Well, now that's taking away your free will. And you might say, Oh, hey, look, I do. I love you. Prove it. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever you want. Well, that's kind of tainted, isn't it? That's tainted love. You know. So for love to be real, it has to be given voluntarily. So you have to have uh, the free will to give your love. But along with that, free will gives you, the, the for it to be real free will, you have the opportunity to withhold that love. So Krishna is not cheap. He gives you that, that uh, 
free will. You can say to Krishna, my dear Lord, I choose not to love you. Therefore, when you choose to love him, there's value in it. You see what I mean? Unless you say, well, I love you out of fear. That's not, I was going to say it's not unconditional love. It's not even love. It's fake. You know, it's just plain fake. It's fake spiritualism. I love you, God. Okay, so, or I love you because I want you to give me stuff. Answer my prayer, my prayers. I want you to give me. Give me, give me. You see, so free will means you get to have the choice to love or not love. So, and at the same time, even though you're a perfect living entity, the souls are perfect. They're part and parcel of the Supreme. Uh, in Ishwapanishad, uh, it says that God is the complete whole. He's completely perfect within himself. And everything that emanates from him is also perfect. And it's also uh, like him. You see what I mean? But even though so many <clears throat> things, worlds, souls may emanate from God, it doesn't diminish him. You see what I mean? It's like if you take enough drops out of the ocean, it will dry up. But Krishna, even though so much can come from him, he remains the complete whole. You see? So, yeah. We always, never was there a time when the soul did not exist. There was, there is no beginning for the soul. And you have always had free will. But you decided all of a sudden, and another thing that we, we're wired in such a way that we can make a mistake. Okay? Otherwise, and that adds... Uh, an interesting part to your personality. You can make a mistake. If you were wired in such a way that you couldn't make a mistake, then you would be kind of robotic. You see what I mean? You can't, you can't make a mistake and you don't have free will, so you're just a robot. Krishna is not so cheap. He wants true romance. He's the supreme romantic. You get a choice to choose me or reject me. Now, rejecting me would be a stupid thing to do. But you can make a mistake. It's, it's, it's foolish to ever leave God. However, because I wanted to strike out on my own, I did. You see? Now, as you become a little bit spiritually advanced, it doesn't make any, any sense why I would do such a thing. 
but we did. And therefore we're here looking to get back. It's not that we're just one minute that one minute we're not and the next minute we are. That's not eternal. There's some confusion that something that begins goes forward into eternity. Eternal goes both ways. You see? Even science understands that. Something that wasn't. Because we're theists. We believe in uh, eternity with God. If you're theistic, we believe like that. So, uh, an atheist can believe that one minute I am, then death comes, the next minute I am not. That's atheistic. It's also atheistic to believe that one minute I was not, and the next minute I was, I am. You see what I mean? That's not that's misunderstanding the nature of the soul. No scriptures say that, although people think that it's, but it doesn't. That they're, that you just pop into existence. You see, it's a conception. The Bible said we were created, but Yeah. This was created, and it'll have an end. Things that are created have an end. You know, <clears throat> I came into this body, and it was created. This world was created, but at some point it will be uncreated, only to be recreated again and again. It'll do like that. So, uh, the living entity has a tendency when we're in the liberated stage. And some people, they get their feelings hurt when we say this, but it had a lot to do with envy. Here I'm in a situation and there's this beautiful harmony going on with this incredibly wonderful creature, God, Krishna. He's the center of everyone's love. And it's really beautiful. It's really great. But what about me? What about me? Why can't I be the center? Even just for a little while. What would it be like? Now, as soon as I get that desire, I take off and I leave. It's not like you're thrown out or punished. Because if you have that desire, there are worlds for you to go live out that desire and to get out of harmony. You step out of this harmonious role which is the nature. Think about it. It's the nature of this world. One country doesn't work with another. <clears throat> I mean, even America has troubles with Canada from time to time. There was something in, in the news not too long ago where we were having some disagreement with Canada. Of all places, they're so easy to get along with. You know? And it's the nature in this world for people to stir things up. If you're feeling peaceful, and I'm really angry at him, or 
them. Give me a group. Of, you fill in the group of people here. Whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say, do you know what they want to do to you? Yeah. Wake up. Vote this way when November comes, or they will do this to you. And their leader, oh, my God. Oh. So you get one side saying that, and you get the other side saying that. They can't both be right. They are both right a little bit. Each side is calling the other side a rascal, and they're both right. They are rascals. Yeah, Sean, go Paul. Is, <coughs> is it at all possible for the gene soul to start out in material world covered by material modes? Because in Scripture, there's, there's a description of souls. One is eternally liberated, and another one is eternally covered. Can you Everyone starts in the spiritual realm and falls down. The laws governing the spiritual world are different than those that govern this material world. And the living entities that never fall are called nityasiddhas, eternally liberated. While at the same time, those in this material world have been here so long, some people say, I'm an old soul. Well, you just don't know how old you are. I mean, there, aren't, there isn't a number big enough to measure how long you've been in this material world. So you can, can be considered amongst the Nitya Bandhus, the eternally uh, conditioned. So you were Nitya Siddha before you came here, but you've been here so long that you're Nitya Bandhu. But this tour through the material world, even though it's so long, in the scope of eternity, it's not even a nanosecond. And when you go back, you're Nitya Siddha. You see what I mean? Now, do some uh, living entities come here that aren't subject to the material modes and material nature? Yes. Yeah, exactly. They, some... Uh, Shaktavesh avatars, people throw that word around, avatar. The West likes to cheapen things, you know, like pundit. You know, all of a sudden, uh, the news people caught up on that word, that Sanskrit word pundit. And they'll say, he's a political pundit. Well, pundit means a great teacher. One of great spiritual knowledge, but we apply it to a, a newscaster or some politician. It's cheap, you know. So, um, the living entity uh, being in this situation of being here so long and having his desires fulfilled. I need to get away from you, my dear Lord, because I want to realize all of my potency. And, and how can I realize all of my full, true potency in the presence of you? I mean, you know, when you see the, the most beautiful, the, 
the most powerful, the most famous. But Krishna is complete in all opulences. So I want to be like that. And I can't do, I can't compete with Krishna. So I need to go someplace. So I come to this material world. I come here to lose sight of it. And you know what? It worked. It worked. But the Shaktavesh avatars come here on a mission uh, from God. In other words, you don't have to deal. They don't want to leave God <clears throat> to compete with him or to be the center of attention. I don't know how many times in the last 45 years, I don't, I can't, I haven't stopped counting how many people have told me seriously that they were it. I've had people tell me they were Jesus Christ. I've had people tell me that they were pure devotees. I've had people tell me they're pure devotees as they're rolling a joint. <laughs> because with this comes some insanity. You get into this material world and you think you're part of it. And you get influenced by all these outside forces, all these nutcase groups that are saying, we need your vote because they're so bad. And he's so bad and he's, the, we don't want harmony in this world. We are looking for disunity. That's the nature of this world. But we'll get a group together because we, we still want some harmony and we'll have a group and we'll, be, we'll feel harmony within the group. And then the hell with the rest of the groups. They're all, why we should kill them. Have we ever seen this done before? Any history buffs in here? I don't know, maybe Hitler? We don't like that group of people. I think we should kill them. And there were enough people that said, okay, that's cool. You had enough critical mass and they were slaughtered. <clears throat> you know. So there's insanity in this. One has to be a little bit insane. And amongst that, some people believe that they're Shaktavesha avatars. They think, well, it, none of this applies to me. You see, you're in illusion, but I'm not. Although we can see, yes, you are. Oh, no, 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 I'm special. The rules don't apply to me. I can do all kinds of nonsense and still be uh, not affected by material energy. <laughs> it's like Prabhupada said, uh, if you want to see God, just go to India. He's on every street corner. I mean, there's so many people in India that think that they're God. And they'll try to convince you that they're God. And you know what they want? Money. Money! <laughs> I always say, well, if you're God... Do your own, you know. Well, please, you could be giving. No, give me, give me ten rupees. <laughs> Why don't you just? And it works. There are enough fools in the world that believe. They believe it. They're not sincere, so 
they, they believe someone who's not sincere. The sincere people don't fall for it because you, if you're special, then you'll have symptoms. Maybe not everybody can see those symptoms, but if you've ever walked with a pure devotee, uh, you can see those symptoms. It's like sugar. Once you've tasted it, you, you know what it tastes like. So purity, once you experience it, you know what it is. There's no question. So, yeah, so some souls come here uh, on a mission from God. You see? They're assigned. And they, they come and this none of this stuff uh, applies to them. They didn't come here because they're rebellious and they want to do their own thing and they want to compete with God and they want another symptom of, of someone who is pure, a true Shaktavesh avatar, is they will never tell you that they're pure. <laughs> you know, they don't ever, my guru Srila Prabhupada never said that he was pure. It was incredibly obvious. You know what he said he was? Does anybody know? What did Prabhupada claim? Most insignificant beggar. I'm just the most insignificant beggar. And I'm the most fallen. fallen. I am the most. And I am servant servant. I'm your servant. I've come to serve you. <laughs> so when somebody's telling you, Hey, look, I got it all figured out. And they, okay. All right. So, cat just got out of the bag. You see, so, yeah, there are Shaktavesh avatars that are sent here for one purpose. And it's to get us, to help us. Yeah. Their message is also not different. So, the message is the same. Their activities are the same. You know, uh, study the activities. You know the Bible. The activities of Lord Jesus Christ kind of seemed like a, somebody in the renounced order, didn't he? Never got married. He didn't have any social problems. You know, he didn't, he, he just, it, this stuff that was going on in the material world didn't apply to him. He was, he was like Teflon to the material energy. It didn't stick. Yeah, cricket. So him flipping tables at the temple and throwing it, isn't it, that's not him being affected by the material? I mean, no, he, he wasn't. He caused a lot of social drama. That wasn't. A lot of people had drama with him, so I just don't That wasn't a material activity. To chastise the miscreants is is the duty of the of the devotee. That wasn't material. And creating some creating a social uh, discomfort is the duty of the preacher. Because if if everybody goes on being comfortable with the garbage that's happening in the material world then you're not really helping anybody, Clinton. except maybe Clinton. getting maybe some money. 
you can give money, I'll tell you good things. I can make you real, feel warm and fuzzy. I'll tell you all kinds of good things about yourself. Would you like to know about your previous life? You got money? You know? Would you like me to tell you how advanced you are? You see, it's just a show bottle collecting. And if they're not asking for money, they're asking for attention. I want you to recognize some greatness, you know. For, those, for, for one who's really trying to please Krishna, he's not concerned with fame or fortune. Money comes to the, to the devotee. Where does the money come from? People ask me all the time, what, what do you do for money? I don't do anything. Krishna sends money. Do anything, you know. People, I get some offering here and there. It's like you take what falls from the trees and attached. I have enough for some cloth and enough for transportation and some shelter. You know, it doesn't take much uh, for me to exist. <laughs> you know, so it just doesn't. So I feel wealthy, but I don't have anything. And yet I have everything. So, you know, does this make any sense? So it's kind of, yeah, a tool go back. I was wondering if uh, you could real quickly tell that story about the yogi and the berries. Srila Prabhupada's story? Yeah. <clears throat> it was at uh, Kumbh Mela. Has anyone here heard of Kumbh Mela? Yeah. You've heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kumbh Mela is a certain planets line up and they all point to one point where the Jamuna and the Ganges, Ganges River uh, come together, you know, where they kind of separate off like that. And so a bunch of saints go, you know, they get together at Kumbh. Millions, millions of people go there. And... Uh, some of them are mystic yogis. They're very, they're out, they are mystic. And because uh, they have, they developed, developed through yoga some uh, mystic potencies. And so some of them are so, um, so rascal that they can take their mystic potency and convince some people that they're God for money. And so there was this, this uh, yogi he was buried in the mud. And uh, the only thing coming up out of the mud was, was his hand about this far. It was like this. So how could he breathe? So through his mystic potency, he was keeping his life airs somewhere. He was controlling the prawn. So the prana is somewhere. Somehow or other, he's doing this. And just his hand is sticking up. And he has this <clears throat> little dish for donations and a sign that says, I am Bhagawan. I am God. Please give donation. <laughs> and so people would go by and say, Oh, there's Krishna. Oh, give some donation. So Prabhupada is walking by and he sees this hand sticking up out of the mud. And Prabhupada said, Oh, look, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Stuck in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
So some people you just can't you can't fool. You know. A fool you can always fool. What else is can we say about a fool? You know what Prophet says about fool? And it works 100% of the time. A fool can remain anonymous, can dress in expensive clothing, put on expensive jewelry, you know, drive a nice car. They can look uh, so cool and fit in, and they remain anonymous. Nobody knows they're a fool until they begin to speak. As soon as they start to talk, you know, oh, wait a minute. I'm so, I had you, I had overestimated you, you know, because I can hear what you're saying. You know, unless you're just trying to, unless you're some genius trying to convince me that you're a fool. That could be, you know. So, um, there were a couple of things that I did want to read. Oh, one thing I wanted to cover. Uh, you ever notice how in the material world there's the the civil government and there's the criminal government. Now the the civil government is many times bigger than the criminal government. You know, the civil like the city hall they keep the streets and they feed people and they do all these things that the, the government does. <clears throat> One thing the government has to do is to handle criminals because there are criminals. And so that's a small part. So uh, Krishna's creation is very similar to that. You know, you see the spiritual world is not a place for people in a, let's use it, a, let's call it a criminal mind because we don't want to be in harmony. I want to do my own thing. I want attention for me. I want notification. I want you to notice me. I'm not so enthralled by God that I can't think of anything but his beauty. You see what I mean? I want you to notice me. That's out of harmony. And it's not that you're horrible. It's just that for right now, for you thinking like this, this isn't the place for you to be. It, when there's one, it's just like in an orchestra, if all of a sudden someone starts playing their instrument in a whole different key, it wrecks the whole thing, doesn't it? So the orchestra director may say, I'm sorry, my dear sir, if you want to play that like that, that's your free will. But, you know, we've got a tune going here. And it's very beautiful. You're... So for the benefit of the whole orchestra, we need you to go play someplace else. Wow. So you go play with all those other people that are playing the off keys. So the material world is like um, the criminal department. You see? Uh, the living entities that come here have some tendencies. We have a tendency to make mistakes. All all living entities that come here have a tendency to make mistakes. They have a tendency to cheat. You know? Uh, we have imperfect senses. You know, if you turn the lights off, you can't see. 
well, we can't even hear certain sound waves or see certain light, you know, infrared, we can't see it. So our senses are imperfect. Um, and what's the fourth one? The two will go down there. Oh, and we're subject to illusion. Because we're here, we, <clears throat> when we come in contact with the material energy, it can have its way with us. You see, we, we can fall into illusion. Now, have you ever, hold that question, have you ever seen anybody that's in illusion that would tell you they're in illusion? I've got a lot of friends who are psychologists that I've met through the years. Most of them are in Dallas. And some of them are pretty well known in their field. They're PhDs, you know, they're not psychologists, they're psychiatrists. And they say that the reason why we exist is because crazy people believe they're sane. You know that Catch-22? You've heard of that? You know the Catch-22? Has it, anybody heard of the Catch-22? Yeah. If you, if you think you're crazy, chances are you're not. But if you don't think you're crazy, if you're so convinced you're not, chances are you probably are. I mean, this is the psychological world, you know. I mean, who knows? So, but people in illusion, they don't walk around saying, hey, I'm completely in illusion. They want you to believe. Oh, come here, listen to me. All those other guys, they might be kind of right, but they're mostly wrong, but I can give you the real thing. You see, you're an illusion, you think everyone. Prabhupada says, uh, when one man is rascal, he is thinking everyone is rascal. When one person is pure-hearted, he's thinking everyone is pure-hearted. You see, fault-finders, uh, well, you can see where I'm going with that. If you're a fault-finder, if you're a fault-finder, you're a fault-finder. That's, uh, you've departed from purity, the purity of the soul. You're an illusion. You see, so... But we don't have to stay here. We don't have to put up with this uh, disunity, this uh, lack of harmony. We, we've come to think that this is the norm because we've been in this place so long, we believe that this is reality. And amongst the insane, I might be a little less insane, so I'm feeling sane. And I keep doing the same things again and again, expecting some difference, some different outcome. You know that what that defines, don't you? Insanity, you see. So another thing is many people don't even know that they're suffering. They don't know. Most people don't know. People will tell you, oh no, I'm fine. I've had people tell me, I'm completely realized. <laughs> you can see what a train wreck their life is, you know. I'm not criticizing, it's just that it's so unfortunate. How do we help 
people. We can only help people who say, hey, could you give me a hand? Isn't it? To the people who say, thank you, no, I'm already there. Can't help you. And if you're already there, how come you're not saving the world? Where's the reaction from your words? So one of the symptoms of someone who has it to give is that they're giving it and you can see lives changing. You see? Not people that are trying to be disharmonious or trying to pit one group against another or one person against another. There's no drama in the spiritual world. None at all. There's no back, you know, behind the back talking. <clears throat> because it's love and trust and harmony. That's the symptoms. So when you see someone who is spiritual, see if they have love and trust. It's very close to uh, the end of Srila Prabhupada's stay with us, he told us, uh, in my absence, deal with one another in love and trust. And then you will always be in Vaikuntha. It's a misunderstanding by those who don't know that you have to die to go to Vaikuntha. You know, it is another place, but it's wherever you are, if you're pure. If you're a lover of God uh, and you're putting him the center of your life, then all of that area around you is Vaikuntha and you can give it to someone else. Isn't it? What's the first step to giving someone Vaikuntha? Having it. Huh? Having it. Having it. But then after you, if you're going to give it to somebody, how will that manifest? What's the most likely way for us to be able to give Vaikuntha to someone? It's right behind my head. Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And then accept the result. Is there a result from chanting Hare Krishna? What do you get? You know, I mean, you, know, you can't. You really can't describe it all. What do you get? My God, you get. Well, you get Krishna, but you get your prayer answered. You get that harmony with Krishna. You get it back. You get to live in harmony. You see, you're going to appear like a real oddball because you're just opposite of most people that you'll find in the material world. You're in harmony. You're not out of sync. You see, so people are going to think that you're a little strange. That's okay. That's all right. Does it matter if people think you're a little strange? They should think you're a little strange because they're affected by the material energy and you're not. That's odd as hell. 
you see, isn't it? No, you're not affected by them. You mean I can't get you mad at that group of people over there? I can't get you to hate that guy? Even though I tell you all these things? You mean, so in other words, you do this love and trust thing all the time? Well, that's just crazy. What about desire and hate? Well, there's a big place for desire and hate in this material world. It's like everywhere. Lust. I want. I want. I want recognition. I want to be seen as this or that. You know, the devotee, uh, if he can get into cognito, he'll go, he'll do it. You know, sometimes it's handy just to. How can you observe? your fellow man if you're not incognito sometimes. People will act differently when they see you if they if you're not in kind of cognito, you know what, isn't it? So it's it's sometimes to observe. Why do we want to observe? I gotta see how you're broken. The devotee lives in Vaikuntha. We don't know what's going on in the outside world. We really don't. You have to observe it. If you live in a life that's not broken and you go amongst people who have broken lives, you have to understand it if you're gonna help them fix it, right? So, all right, I think it's time to serve out Prasadam. So maybe time for one more question. Oh, did you help? Yeah. Um, you said this kind of goes back to what you said more closer to the beginning of um, of the talk. Um, just that we're we are part and parcels of Krishna, but we're perfect parcels. You know we're. You know, like you were talking about how the ocean, when you take, as you take spoonfuls out, the ocean could dry up, actually. You're perfect, but when you come in contact with the material energy, you can be influenced by it. Krishna doesn't become influenced when he, by his material energy. It's his energy. So, so that, yeah, because I'm trying to just make sense of the fact that if we are actually perfect souls that have parts and parcels of Krishna, which is perfect and complete in and of itself, how is it possible that we're making mistakes? How is it possible that we are, in, you know, having having flaws, you know? When, why, why aren't we just perfect souls? You don't. You are. But we, we're when you're in harmony. Now, that's the thing that a lot of people don't like to hear. There he goes with this cult thing. He wants me to be like, like them. You see what I mean? We're so rebellious. They don't even like this harmony thing. So now you're asking me to step in line with God? I don't want to do that. That's why I'm here. I want to do my own thing. I want to play my own tune. I want I want some recognition. I want, I want, I want. What is that Sanskrit word for intense desire? Calm? I want 
want. I want, which makes me a little crazy. I want so much, I can't see reality. Now, when I take that lust and I turn that towards pleasing Krishna, now I'm in sync. Now I'm in harmony again. You see what I mean? But I have free will. Is anytime, as soon as I want to, anytime I want to, I can leave the band. I can stop the harmony and go do my own thing. It's true. It's a good point, actually. It's free will. I can choose to be sane, or I can choose to be insane. Yeah. I think that's a great example about the band. The band thing because, is freaking me out. Yeah. Because um, like you can in have a good way. like unlimited varieties of expression in harmony. That's what I think some people think it's like boring, like I gotta be in harmony. But they don't realize that like you can have millions of different tones and notes within a harmony. There's uniquity within the harmony. The harmony. You've got one guy playing the high notes, we got guys playing the low notes. You can just picture an orchestra, all these different. You ever seen a full size? Has anybody not been to see a full size orchestra? I mean, there's probably what, Ken, 70 or 80 people up there. I mean, you know, and they're playing all these different instruments and they make one big sound. And it's gorgeous. Some of them are just playing a triangle. Ting! <laughs> Flutes. Some people have these big fiddles. Drums. Kettle drum. I mean, it's just, but it all makes, you put it together. So you, within the harmony, you have your uniquity. But if you want to do, you play your own note, that's okay. But you have to leave the band. And that's not good for you. You won't be happy. You'll be here in the material world struggling, suffering, trying to prove that you're something. It's so sad. You know, you see practically everybody you meet, you know, they're, they're trying to prove to you who they are. And I look at them and I think, you're not trying to prove it to me. You're trying to prove it to you. I can see who you are. But you're trying to prove it to you. That's really sad. You know? Because you can be, all you can be, playing with the big band. You know? All right, so, thank you all so much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Enjoy Prasadam.